DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not any, without my dog, my man, my partner. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What it do, Bradrin? I'm doing great, brother. What it is? How you feeling? Yeah, I be man. I can't. I can't complain. I can't call it, bro. Life is good. You know what I mean. Life is in a good place. Everything's flowing. You know what I mean. I'm getting finally getting used to this this new uh, work schedule I've been on the Monday through Friday joint that I've that I've wanted to get off for so long. And uh, it really do make you look forward to the weekend, dog. It really like I was living backwards before, bro. It was crazy. I was like Friday was my Monday. So everyone be hyped for the weekend, and I'm like hating life. So it really is a, it's in a good space to be like, yo, Friday come. You don't even want to do work when you go to work. You're like, it's Friday, nigga. What you asking me to do shit for? <laughs> like, fucking, yeah, head. man, that feel. I, I I know the feeling coming off of a job where I work the weekend, and then like Wednesday and Thursday is like your your weekend. And it's like you know it's kind of cool because you're the first in in uh, line at the bank. Shit. Nobody goes to bank so At that time, it, it meant something, <laughs> All right? And it, you was the there was no line at the the supermarket. Like every line is is the express line. Nobody goes to supermarkets no more. And then uh, <laughs> like it was awesome. Laundromat was all clear and shit. And but then the weekend coming, everybody's like, "Yo, it's about to be crazy." And I'm like, "They like, what you doing?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna be at work." <laughs> and then I'm gonna go to sleep, and I'm gonna go to work again. So I catch y'all, uh, <laughs> I catch y'all like in a big holiday or something. I'll be the one liking all your posts. <laughs> it were. <laughs> nah, it's, it was it was a rough lifestyle, man. I'm not, I'm I'm happy, you know what I mean, where I'm at right now. Like it's good, and and even if you ain't got shit planned for the weekend, you still look forward to it. So it's, it's dope. But the week be kicking my ass like i'll be like yo by wednesday thursday <laughs> like yo because i'm waking up with the kid you know what i'm saying like i'm waking up with her getting her to school and then i'm off to it and then you know what i mean like the end of the day you try to you get out of work you gotta pick her up and then you gotta like i'm trying to fit a workout in i'm trying to do podcast work i'm trying to do you know the radio show work and it's it's a lot you know what i mean it blows up so you really gotta have that balance yeah, at the end of the day, the weekend keeps you because you have to do that stuff anyway. But it's like the the weekend, it gives you something something to look forward to. Yeah, a carrot at the a carrot. You know what I'm saying at the end of the stick. Yeah, to like go towards. But um, shit, man. Like, what else is new, brother? How was good on your end? What's new with you? Yeah, everything is is cool, man. Like, uh, actually, so I started started talking to a therapist or whatever. Right, my job I got this benefit. Okay. And uh, uh, it's just real quick. Like, I, it reminded me just as far as looking forward to the weekend. The 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 therapist is talking to me about scheduling sex, and mm. uh, with your spouse, not with with my therapist. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she was like, she was just talking about how strange it could be, but she said there there's something to be said of there's something to be said about like. The, the allure of Christmas like you know it's coming but it's like you still get pumped about it so mm-hmm. like because the thought or the, the concept of it is kind of like well you know how are you going to schedule something that's supposed to be carnal and, and spontaneous but you could still make it that way so it's just that that aspect of oh well the weekend's coming and getting pumped for it just reminds me of that but other than that though everything's straight on my end man I'm just chilling well uh, yeah now it's um yeah, it, 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 that's funny you say that too, because it's like, yeah, when you got something to look forward to, like planning vacations, right? You be like, yeah, you know, in a couple months, I'll deal with this bullshit now because I'm being, you know, what I'm saying uh, Miami, I'm gonna be in St. Thomas in a couple months, so you happy off of that? Yeah, yeah, nah, that's that's funny too. Like I used to do that at my um my old job, which was like when when I was doing the physical labor part of it, I'd get myself through the shift. Like, yo, I'm buying something with this next check. <laughs> I don't even know what that something is, but I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm making it worth it. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this not to get no payoff from it. You know what I mean? And it, uh, it always was like, you know, the carrot. Like I said, it's always something like a goal at the end of the thing, and it got me through it. It got me to not be, a, a, you know, what I mean, because it was a physical labor job you had to perform. If you didn't perform at a certain level, you got fired. You know what I mean? So it, it definitely kept me inspired. Right. Like, nah, fuck that. We getting some sneakers at the end of the week. Are we getting some something like that? But um. Yeah, and it, to the, like it, it's actually really good to now, it's like to this point now, because whenever I do want to like set my goals towards some type of material thing like that, it's like, all right, yo, grind mode, you know what I'm saying? Turn it on, like, all right, we, we might have to do some more deliveries, or we might have to try to get a gig, or we might have to, you know what I mean? Like, it's hustle time, but now I got this target to look towards. So it's like, I even use that like financially for stuff, like to target myself, to just have that tunnel vision. 
Like, nah, we going towards that right there. Um, yo, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, but but in, in other news, man, shit been crazy. Uh, dominating the news cycle this past couple of weeks has been this uh Russia versus Ukraine controversy. Um, I thought you were gonna say Kanye and Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> that was yo, this uh, Russia took Russia took the shine away from Kanye and Pete. Like Kanye's still trying, yeah. but we'll, we'll get to Kanye and Pete in a little bit. But um. Yeah, nah, the Russia shit was crazy because you heard the whispers, you heard the rumors, you've seen where the direction it was going. And I don't know if Zelensky, um, I think that's his name, the president of uh, Ukraine, if he just didn't take it serious or or what he thought, but <laughs> Putin was not with the shits, bro. He was like, yo, we coming through and we doing this. Okay, who's stopping us? And uh, I don't know. What do you think about it? Like, is, is this, I, I, I had this thought and I thought it was a profound thought, but then I realized it's probably not. I was like, yo, this is the first war fought on social media. Right, because well, started on social media, kind of like you can see the beginnings of it. You can see everything from the jump. Because there wasn't Instagram when uh, the Afghanistan, uh, you know, what I'm saying war took off. Even when we went to Iraq, I don't even think social media was. Big, or I don't remember seeing too much from it. You know what I mean? Definitely on television. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, but that's what every war, right? Like as technology improves, every war is a bit more visual. Like when we was kids, I remember they was like, "Yo, we at war with Iraq," and I was like. So them little green lights that we see going up in the air, that's that's war. <laughs> like it was like a black screen night vision with green lights going up in there. I'm like, what are we looking at here? I don't even know what it is. Um Well, that's funny. I I, I thought that's what war was. I'm like, oh, this ain't too bad. <laughs> Which was crazy, right? <laughs> that, that, you mentioned it back in the nineties, you just the black screen, like you said. Like it would be like, you know, whoever's voice, Tom Brokaw's voice, and you're like, yeah, and you see. So it's going crazy down there. And it's just it's <laughs> just looking like fucking um Atari. Well, you niggas playing Pong. Like, what are we talking about? Like yeah, shit don't, shit don't, yeah. don't look too crazy but yeah but now you seeing your bodies you know what i'm saying you seeing the carnage you seeing the building blow up then you seeing them go into the building afterwards and what the shit look like after that and like you know what i'm saying like so it it, it definitely puts war up close and personal in your, in your face and uh i guess what, what, what was your thoughts on so far on being able to see what we've seen so far um is putin is Putin justified in, 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 in what he's doing? I guess, because, like, from what I hear, NATO violated, right? NATO said we ain't going to try to to recruit nobody, you know what I'm saying, in that Eastern Bloc over there. And, and lo and behold, we just started recruiting more people. <laughs> so it's like, Putin, like, a word y'all want to violate? We going to violate. Is he justified? I, I don't I don't think so. I, I wonder. He's like, I'm not making that Donald Trump take, man. I ain't saying that Donald Trump shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nah, imagine me saying on a on a on a recording. Oh yeah, you know Putin, he got a point. Nah, he, I can't say that. You know, invading some some Trump some sovereign down. nation. Oh wow, <laughs> saying that that one dude from a large you know a country with a large military or developed military uh, invading some other country that a smaller country who you know who's that's sovereign and all that type of stuff mm -hmm. i can't say that, that that's right and i don't know enough about the politics to say who has the right to which country to go over which border and stuff putin went into that country just because he can i mean now that they're defending them you know they're defending themselves but they still made it past the border so yeah. i you know i I, I can't call it how that's going to turn out because i know a lot of countries the u.n the united states they don't want to actually put uh, boots on the ground to help them out in, in that fight. I know that they're sending weapons and resources, but we'll, you know, we'll see how far that goes, but you know, it's geopolitical stuff is crazy, man. Like stuff like this could happen all the time. You know, we're here in our democracy, in our democracy, we're very much in touch with our Western culture, you know, this, you know, this democracy stuff, but like dictatorships, like we look at them like, you know, it's, it's that's not the way to live life, but those countries, that's all they know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to them, it might be like, who are who are the Westerners to say, oh, what, how should life and government be, Out here. be conducted? Yeah. Right. But I do know that according to a lot of the podcasts and news clips and all that stuff, even people over there are like, nah, this is, like, pretty crazy. Like, just regular old citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, and the I hear they're similar to us, you know what I'm saying? Um, in terms of what the Ukraine is, like it's not like, you know, some third world country. I guess with the the what the stereotypical view of that would be, like they 
they got, you know what I'm saying, fly hotels. They got Porsche dealerships. They got, you know what I'm saying, like restaurants. They got culture. They got, you know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, unfortunately, I had to learn that through people being very racist in the media <laughs> and how they, they yeah. explain. But, um, um, but like that was... That was crazy, right? Did you you seen some of that, those reportings from the European people that I don't even think realized they were being racist by what they were saying? Um, I mean, but their their standpoint of it was more so: uh, these aren't brown people that are are being bombed that, that that should be used to this type of thing. These are blonde haired, blue eyed people, um, and obviously some of that is Russia propaganda. Um, because we're we're seeing propaganda from both sides, right? We're seeing the Russia can't be like, yo, this this is a peacekeeping mission, so they can't make themselves go in there and look crazy shooting shit up. Um, so what can they do? They they take the little media facts, they take little little things that they could do, and I, I think that was definitely uh, you know Russia propaganda being put out there on how like racist that the media was being out there. Um, also seen something else about how like. Russia's like, yo, there was mad airstrikes, <laughs> the mad airstrikes in the past like a uh, month, and y'all seem to be very upset about just this one. <laughs> like all all wars is bad, you know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Because what else could they say? And on the Ukraine side, you seeing like these motherfuckers looking like motherfucking Captain America, right? Everybody fucking being heroic. Everybody being like, yo, let's do this. Let's stand up to them and fight. And I'm like, I'm sure a lot of them motherfuckers were 18 or 16 was trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> it was like, yo, I'm not with that, you. That's what I was wondering. I thought I thought about that 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 um that aspect of it because I think they're conscribing, like they're making pretty much uh, fighting age. All right, I'll put that in quotes. Fighting age men stay like they can't leave. Women and children could could go freely, and anyone who's outside of that eighteen to sixty ish range, yeah. But you know, for for right now, the, that heroic, you know, the president um, of Ukraine is is making a stand. Dropping but you know, we, we, in the we, street and shit. At, <laughs> right? At least American liberal liberal American um, society tends to pick apart other others errors or whatever. So I wonder at what point they're gonna look at that and be like, well, you know, the, he should let them f- flee as they wish or whatever. Oh, you feel, oh, you feel like it's that might turn into like negative media towards like Zelensky uh, for making those men stay there that really don't want to. I think it will, yeah. I, but I don't know if it'll be like after this is done, they look back like, yeah, you know, this is the draft. When will the draft come to to the United States? Or, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah, because they're not trained soldiers. These dudes, they're just regular civilians. That that they, they, they're like, yo, we'll give you weapons, but you got to weaponize. That's yeah, right. because they they have weapons. Because especially between weapons they already had and some of the weapons they're getting from, you know, whether it's Germany or the United States, they have weapons. Mm-hmm. So now people who are operating those weapons, I, I guess maybe they give them a quick crash course in this stuff. But the fact that they had to stay, I'm sure that's up. that kind of thing is up for debate, yeah. at least in Western society. No, no, no. You're 100% right. Yeah. And it's, it's tragic, man, because you, you hear about civilians getting caught up in it, too, like... That that have nothing to do with the fight. They have nothing. They're getting bombed. They're getting hit with that shit too, man. It's war is whack, bro. In any state of the, the you know, what I'm saying like anything, people are dying, people fighting for shit they don't want to have to fight for. That shit is corny, bro. And it's like it sucks, man. It sucks that we have to. It sucks too, cause there's two sides of it, right? Like you're like, damn, we watching people die. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it sucks, but then it's also like, yo, we can't get caught up in that, like. We 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 are a recovering country right now, right? From trying to recover from what the pandemic's done, trying to recover from the state of inflation, trying to recover from what this shit alone is doing to the economy, right? Like raising gas prices, are probably going to slow uh supply chain. You know what I mean? So it's just like we ain't trying to get caught up in it, but then we also got you know what I mean. There's people that got family over here, and I think the real shitty part is the people in Russia that really don't even want to fight this war, really don't even care about it. They like they can't use their Apple Pay. You know what I'm saying? They can't use their visas. They can't go to the bank. They rubles is they ain't worth shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the that that shit is nuts, bro. Like it, and it's like, yo, they was like, they got family in the Ukraine. Like that was that was the Soviet Union, right? If I'm not mistaken, that was part of what broke off. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? They they probably got peoples out there, and it's like, yo, like we ain't trying to, like you know what I mean? For what? All this corny shit. The oligarchs, what? Eighty billion. That they losing yachts being seized, you know what I'm saying? Crazy shit going down, and it's like, yo, you, you fucking up the money. I heard something like motherfuckers put a hit out on Putin. <laughs> I don't know how true that. Yeah, one of them oligarchs. <laughs> I was like, yo, like that. You, they, bro, you losing money every day. Like, and then I heard something because the move would have been right. This was a perfect 
commercial for crypto because all those people in the Ukraine trying to run, you know what I'm saying? But they can't get their money, the, the banks, you know what I'm saying? And then all those people in Russia, they trying to get their money, but now the money ain't worth nothing, the money, da-da-da. So it's like a lot of people were switching their money up to crypto, like just putting it into crypto. And I've seen something like the EU, uh, trying, they, they trying to put ways to block them from doing that in Russia now too. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's nuts, bro. That's crazy. And then, then on top of all that, then it's the racism aspect where people trying to flee Ukraine, you know, they all gathering at like train stations and stuff, trying to get into Poland or Romania. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so they have they have black people there, and they're like, nah, nah, darky, you get in the back. This this is war, but we ain't. We, you better know what this is still. Wow, they, so they shit change. Is that aspect of it too? Yeah, yeah. I seen a, I seen some stories about that. That's. That's crazy too, bro. That's the that's, yo. It's but I mean that ain't like right like Europe. Their racism is coming out. Like I mean, but it ain't surprising. They the originals. Right. <laughs> it's like we started this gangster shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, basically, like, definitely our prayers with everybody, everybody involved in this situation. Because like I said, war is whack. Uh, everybody. Hopefully it ends quick. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't doing any favors for the world. We at we at fucking anxiety high every day because you don't know what Putin's doing with the nuclear fucking codes he got out there he's they saying he targeted the nuclear power plant in the Ukraine the other day that shit was on purpose uh you know what I'm saying and uh, like the, the Ukraine president like yo y'all 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 better turn up for this shit turn a nuclear holocaust bro and, and everybody acting like they don't hear him <laughs> they're like all right bro like you know what I'm saying we'll send you some shit <laughs> we'll send some we'll send, we'll send some money we ain't sending no people though like and that's whack that shit is corny but War itself is whack, man. But we got to move on to other stuff, bro. Um, shit, I know you seen the All Star Game, right? We uh the NBA All Star Game. I think we spoke about that last episode. Um, yeah. One of them things that came out of that weekend, um, other than Macy Gray singing the national anthem, I feel I feel like the NBA was reaching with Macy Gray singing the national anthem. Like, how hard are you trying to get a viral national anthem moment after fucking Fergie, right? Like, <laughs> Macy Gray of all, <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Well, I think she from is she from Ohio or something? Possibly she could be, but I'm like shit. We could kid Cuddy from fucking Ohio. <laughs> like if we gonna go that route, yeah. like let's get crazy. Like like come on. Um, but fucking uh, LeBron did a lot of interviews that weekend because because obviously he's from Cleveland. Um, and he had a a pretty good weekend. Hit the game winner. Um, said something to I believe it was People, one of the publications about how he wants to finish out his career, his last act. He wanted to be playing with his son Bronny. Um, which you know is a big statement. You know what I'm saying? I'm, his son is 17 year old right now. I believe he plays for Sierra Canyon. Um, and he's gonna graduate in 2023, which would be next year. Like, um, uh, which I feel was a, a actually a fire move on LeBron's part. Um, and also a whack move. Like very fire because whether his son is good or not, he kind of guaranteed he's gonna get drafted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody would do it just for the pro for, for the promo of the LeBron um retirement tour. Um. And then, but I think it's kind of wack because I'm like, does your son want to play with you, or does your son, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like does your son not want his NBA rookie season to kind of be like, yo, his own thing, or is he hurting his son by not letting him go to college? Really, you know what I'm saying? Experience those years in college, I guess, by by putting the pressure on him. Like, yo, I only got but so many years in the league. I want to, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, what do you think about that that whole concept of LeBron wanting to finish out his career playing with his son? I, I think it's really cool. I, since LeBron is like so smart, he's like one of the probably one of the smartest dudes, full stop I've ever seen on on TV, like in the public light. Yeah, and very methodical and very calculated, right? Like up there with like Jay Z. When you look at the, these cats and how they move, like they they're super just smart. So I think everyone on one part they they feel like is strategic, but then again, he's a dad, like. How cool would that be? Like you get to, you get to work with your your son. You make it a family business. Like how cool is that? Like this could, this type of feeling goes to even you look at them coal miners. But man, I want my son to work with me. I'm gonna make sure he like this is the family business. My daddy did it. I mean, this is not the case with LeBron, but it's like you know I did it. I want my son to do it, and not only do I want him to do it, I want to be there with him doing it. Like I'll be at the end of my career, career. He'll be at the beginning. We'll just be doing it together. And I feel like th- there's that part of it. And I know he loves his family. He's a family man. So I also want to believe that. Well, yeah, you know, he just kind of said it. That, that would be really cool. 
But I'll tell you this, man, like whether it was by design or not, this shit brought a lot of visibility to a lot of people talking about now talking about Bronny, Bronny James, his son in professional terms, breaking down his game and all that type of stuff, bringing up his rank. And I had no idea how high of a recruit he is. He's in the 30s, I think, right now mm-hmm. amongst high high school players. Okay. But I don't think he's a senior yet, right, in high school, or is he a senior now? Uh, 2023, he would be, yeah, if he's graduating in 23, then yeah, he'd be a senior. Uh, no, he because that would be later year. this year. So he's yeah, a junior next year. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so 30-something's not, not bad. He's, he's not even uh, in his senior year yet. But, you know, they're evaluating him. He's going to fill out and da-da-da. We don't even know if he wants to go to school for two years and not just like a one undone, one and done. Yeah. So um, it's, I feel like it's scary, man. I, I wish that, you know, he could continue just being a kid. And at the same time, you know, I'm sure he's looking forward to a career in basketball, whatever that looks like, right? Whether it's on, on, the, on the court, off the court, whether it's in the United States, whether whatever. Mm-hmm. But now there's that aspect of, you mentioned it, like, now your career is going to be tied to your dad's career. And that's tough when you talk about your dad's one of the greatest ball players ever. Right? Like, that. that's that's difficult. Is there anyone else? Is there any, like, greats? Like, let's say anyone from the top ten where their kid is playing right now? I, just off the top of my head, I can't think. I don't know what Gary Payton is ranked in, in your book, but you know his son's playing for Golden State right now. He's not. Um, he's not top ten in anyone's book. <laughs> Might not be top twenty. It is what it is. Like Gary Payton was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like it's, he ain't even top ten in Gary Payton's book. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, that's that, and that's not even no shade. Like he's, I think he was a top seventy five player, Gary Payton senior, but he's not top ten. Uh, top, I don't even think he's top twenty. Like I don't think he's a top ten guard. So, the Gary Payton was nice. Like he was nasty. Then he's in. The, he won the seventy five greatest players to ever play the game. But yet he's not in the top ten. So like his son could go. His son could just do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. The so, pressure's not you, on him as if his last name was Jordan or as if his last name was O'Neal, I get, you know what I'm saying? Like or that, or, or Bryant right. that type of shit. Yeah, so like but LeBron's son is going to come in and it's like, oh, "Okay, let's see what he does. Let's see." You know what I mean? It was kind of like the closest thing and obviously this is way on the other end of the spectrum, but the pressure that LeVar Ball put on um Lonzo Ball when he first came to the league, right? LaMelo kind of actually was able to kind of come under the the radar a little bit cuz the LeVar Ball hype had already faded out. But when Lonzo had started, right. it was like motherfucking Patrick Beverly's like slapping the floor to defend Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, right. yeah, like what's happening here? But it's just because they just want to prove a point. And like LeBron's, Bronny might get that smoke, I guess, depending on just where, where the league is at and, and, and what his skill level is. Right, right. Um, In other basketball news, man, I know you've seen it. <laughs> it was funny. I was at uh, Specs crib. We was chilling, just watching college basketball, and we saw the the, the highlights of uh, Jawan Howard uh, slapping <laughs> uh, one of the assistant coaches, I believe, from Wisconsin. Um, after like one during one of those like post game handshake things, right? Which uh, I think a lot like they should get rid of that shit, right? <laughs> like why is motherfucker shaking hands after games? You ever notice like LeBron loses, he just walks right off. He don't shake nobody's hand unless it was like one of his like close close friends in the league and and i don't mean he like now he played with carmelo so who's he really stopping like that for but um he might do it for like tristan thompson well, or something prof- like that that's because they pro- they professional man yeah. I, I feel as if in college to some extent sometimes tradition's important yeah you know what i'm saying it, i know there's the argument of well you know why do we do th- this thing well the ult like the ultimate lesson when you're trying to mold boys into men it's this is one of those things like be gracious even in defeat and just go back to the lab, work harder, come back and know that this person better watch out for you the next time. That loss hopefully was a one time time thing mm-hmm. and everybody should be thinking that way. But uh, so I think that should remain and to see the coach got to lead the way. So, yes, this slap slash yeah. face grab like he tried, he slapped and tried to follow through with a the palm at homie's face and then <laughs> like. <laughs> face offing homie like straight up John Travolta that dude John Travolta Nick Cage that dude's face like it was crazy it was funny cause 
it's like when you're so mad, you're not sure what to do. Like, you're like, all right, I'm going to slap him. Well, you know what? I should really grab his face. Maybe I should make a fist. But my hand, my palm is already over this dude's face. I don't know what the dude said. Uh, that's one of them joints where it's like, whether or not the dude said the N-word. <laughs> like, Yo, man, that dude, he crossed the line, man. He said either the N-word or he said something about my wife. <laughs> you should be the, Miles you Garrett say to, remember, to justify what you did. Remember Miles Garrett went crazy with the helmet, uh, smacking the nigga over the head on the on the uh, the Browns or whatever. He was uh, the 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 quarterback on the Chiefs. Oh no, sorry, on the uh, Steelers. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to go with the N word excuse, bro. You can't. <laughs> it never fails, bro. <laughs> never fails. Yeah, man. But Juwan Howard's a coach, man. I don't, you know, I I don't know. Nah, but he did suffer the consequences, man. He did get uh, suspended uh, for the remaining five games and fined uh, forty thousand dollars. Um, there were two players on his team that were also suspended for one game each, and uh, Wisconsin's head coach was fined ten thousand dollars, which is crazy because he grabbed him first. <laughs> like he kind of started, like no, he ain't started, but like he did some funny shit. Like he called timeout with like fifteen seconds left to get his bench in. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like it was. Come on, let's get out of here. Um, like why that started that type of crazy shit was, you know, I'm sure there was uh, some other shit involved there. There's probably some other funny shit going on during the game, but um. Yeah, Jawan, you can't act like that as a coach, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, like, you can't, no matter what what the what the dude do. Yeah, because we always knew Jawan Howard had a um a hot temp as a player in Michigan, as a player in the in the pros. He was that he was an enforcer. You know what I'm saying? Right. But come on, you a coach. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you can't. Come on. Like it's it's there's a level. You have a level of aggression and you can fight for your team, you can defend your team, but yeah, come on, now you're sending the wrong message. And it started a brawl. You know what I'm saying? So it's like maybe if it right. was just an isolated incident, you hit them and then people broke y'all up. But then your players started fighting. So it's like, come on, like, is is there's a way to go about it? And I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, from the hood, you're gonna handle things a certain type of way. But it's it's like at at this point, at this level of your career, you gotta turn it down just a just a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's not the way to handle things no more. I guess now you gotta you gotta file complaints <laughs> and do it in the press conference. I guess. Yeah. Keith, it's time for one of my favorite parts of this show, man. And it is called Have You Heard? Yo. Uh-huh. Keep connected. I got a quest. Woo! And the question I ask you is how bad you want to know. I hear headlines and I bring them to the table and I see if my dog Keith has heard. And a lot has happened in the past two weeks, brother. Uh, first up. Your boy Trump started a social media app, and that shit is wassa wassa. I heard he put in uh, months ago. I heard like he was, I don't know, put file for some, something or something to that effect. Like pretty much saying, "Yo, this this thing is coming, y'all. Y'all better watch out. I'm about to burn the streets up with this." But I didn't. I didn't know it actually launched. It's whack. Uh, so it has launched. It's called the Truth Social app, and uh, is what's known as a soft launch. Um, basically like, yo, it's in the app store, it's available, but you're basically put on a wait list. Um, but what's happened is a lot of those people that were put on a wait list, um, have either not moved up any further on the wait list or have actually moved further back on the waiting list. <laughs> so they, and they, the, a lot of people haven't even had their chance to even try it out yet. Um, Trump himself has made one kind of like ominous, like, yo, get ready for what's coming type of post on it, but he's not posting on it really. Um, and they're, they're having technical difficulties. Uh, I think it crashed on the first day. Um, just it's it's not what he thought it would be, and he's kind of upset about it himself. Like he's he's been heard to be reacting like, why isn't this popping? Why is it? Why hasn't this taken over yet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because his expectations of it was pretty high. But just what do you think about the whole concept? Like you like basically making an echo chamber, um, you know, for people that are Trump supporters or or with them. And then from what I've heard, you know, like how they have the uh, TOS, the terms of service. Basically, he's he's fronting as if it's a free speech type of thing but if you speak out against uh trump i believe you could be taken off of it yeah i mean this has a lot of potential i think it's a good idea mm-hmm. and probably when he first announced it i did not think i was like man how are you going to compete with twitter and whoever but i realized like you don't have to you you'll be comp- competing with them but you don't have to compete with them at their own game if you make a niche product with like a you know, somebody who fills seats like Trump does, mm-hmm. that has the potential to be huge. Like, 
it, it would be small, but the engagement could potentially be so high. As soon as he posts something, it ha- you have to pay attention to it, right? It's going to be in mainstream media. Um, they, mainstream media is going to put reporters, like assign reporters, to sign up for the app, be on the app, monitor what he says. So I think that alone, like, as long as you have something solid that, like, it actually works, um, you know, you post and stuff, it has some kind of uh, reputability mm-hmm. th- that could do well. It reminds me of the Kanye thing, the the um, that goofy stem player that he has. Or he's putting his album exclusively on it, and then he's going to up- be updating the album and improvement- improving it as it goes along. Like, that... It, it, it's whack, you know what I'm saying? I don't know another word for it. However, people are going to buy it because they're like, yo, I want to hear Kanye's album. And it's only, you know, it's, it's only 100 something like $150, $200 for the device, and it comes with the album on it. That ain't a bad deal, and then there'll be other content to put on this thing. So essentially, you build, you're making a platform. You can put your own work on it. You're making money off the platform, and, you know, your work happens to you know you put it it's, it's, you throw it in there so essentially trump will be building a platform and putting his work on there oh and other people there's other reasons for it and then comes the advertising dollars and all that so we'll see how it goes i think i think he'll if he executes it right and is focused i think that's the problem he's not focused like he's weird and has these vendettas and stuff if he's serious about the business part of it i think it'll actually do well for him yeah it comes, yeah. It's, 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 it's like you said, you don't have to dominate the market like that. It's like the, um, I think we like the my first experience with this was like when we first started listening to like rappers like Wiz Khalifa and Currency, and like none of my other friends listened to them. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, but these guys were like, they had a huge following. They had millions of followers. They had like millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, like, how does how? You know what I'm saying? But it's like these YouTube influencers, like you never heard of them, but they 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 just got that small following at Trump sees that and he doesn't need that. He's like, he's like, yo, I'll take that little chunk of the market. If you take a, a piece of, you know what I'm saying? TikTok, you take a piece of Instagram, you take a piece of Twitter, like there's such a big pie. You, you happy with that? Yeah, man, these dudes who's like running in rap. You mentioned rap, like dudes who's running certain regions. These dudes was rich before they hit the mainstream. Like, I mean, when they hit the mainstream and got just it was oh, another man. level. But yeah. like UGK and these cats, like they were they they were rich before we knew about them. Keith, have you noticed a lot of the mass mandates around the nation have come to an end? Um, how do you feel about them? I'll be honest, man. I, I felt like it has to end at some point, mm-hmm. right? So, and I think that point is coming soon, whether it's now or in the very near future. There's still like a lot of mask optional stuff. Like they're they're slowly winding back on it. So, like your doctor's office, you still got to wear a mask, and maybe the I think the post office and stuff like that. But I see like New York City uh, just peeled back the 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 vaccine the, uh, mandate for restaurants yeah, seen that. and the mask mandate in many settings a lot of school systems including um a lot of school systems in new jersey they're peeling that back my daughter's school How do uh, I feel this week they, yeah, they stopped you they stopped wearing them uh, a couple days ago um yeah the school system here is starting on monday it will be mask optional mm. i was funny because i told i was like yo you can still wear it <laughs> I was like, just because nobody wearing it, you can still, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, you know what I mean? Like, cause, and she had like a little sniffle, like co- uh, cough this week. So I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? Just not a problem to put it on. Man, she ain't wear that shit. Once all the other kids took yeah. it off, man, I was just seen at the end of the day, I'm like, wear your mask. She's like, oh, I, we, we don't do that no more. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, exactly. Because you don't want to be the, the one kid. Do, you know, I don't want to be the one person in the supermarket doing it. Um, I've, I have right. done it a little bit this week. That I have been like one of the few people doing it, and I'll be like the one person in there doing it. And I'm like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> I'm boosted. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, at saying? the end of the day, you know, we we say follow the sun. The people have been saying follow. We follow the scientists, and we do what the scientists say. But at the we're still people, so to some extent, politics matters more, right, than just pure science and pure health. And they said, all right, get the vaccine, you'll be all right. Wear a mask for a while, you'll be all right. All right, it's been a while. The vaccine levels are high. Infection levels and, de- and and hospitalization levels are real low. So it's like, listen, when? And I guess they say, you know what? How about now? 
<laughs> and it makes sense. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> right now, nigga. Yeah. Word up. I don't know, but I would like, yeah, it's kind of like, well, we wasn't ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, yo, for real? Because I feel like COVID's over, right? And it, I guess COVID was such a big thing in the media. And I don't mean like, like to belittle it in no type of way, but it's like it was such a big thing in the media that now you're like, like, yo, what happened? Like, what, I, I haven't heard about it in about a week and a half. <laughs> like, why y'all stop talking right. about this shit? So it's like, yeah. Um, but it, 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 I don't want to get comfortable. And, I, and I'm definitely in the back of my mind, like, yo, them mask mandates might be back. That might be a fall thing. You know what I'm saying? That might be something that we do um, every now and again. We got to continue to test, continue to, to vaccinate and, and boost and all that type of stuff. That mm-hmm. stuff is is important. So I, I think that the, I say the one not good thing about it is that because of this, the mask thing was like an emblem, like a reminder that, listen, COVID's still a thing and we we don't quite have it under optimal control like it's probably going to be here for the rest of our lives but we but yet we don't have it under the type of control where we feel like we could just go all out live completely totally free we still got to take some type of measures continue to test continue to to vaccinate but we're at a point where it's like the the chances of you catching it are lower and if you catch it the chances of something terrible happening are are much lower than it was before and also, we have treatments coming out, so if you catch it, we can treat it. Yeah, that's right? kind of that's so, kind of hopeful, right? Like I, I, I like that. You know, what yeah. I'm saying like we got a little. I, I don't think are, like so I heard somebody say, "Yo, now that they got a treatment, are you still going to get vaccinated?" And it's like, hmm, <laughs> it's like yeah, interesting, right? If you could just go and get the pill, if you get it, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to still get this vaccine? It might be like the flu. You know what I mean? I don't know right. if we do all that, but um, yeah, it's weird though, because like I feel more capable of being like if show. It's like, yo, I'm doing a party, I'm doing an event. Like, I feel a lot more confident about going, knowing that I'm boosted and knowing, you know what I mean, that I am vaccinated. So I don't know if that little, like, mental hurdle will be some, it will be something easy to get over. It might just be like, nah, just give me the vaccine. I know I can go on a plane. I know I could go, on, you know what I mean? I know I can go on vacation and not feel crazy and not be paranoid the whole time. Yeah, I mean, getting back to life is really important. Like, it's, it's just it's just important. But, uh, I mean, aside from the economic stuff, which matters, aside from the whatever, it's like it's just people being people is necessary. I read an article uh, from this dude from The Ringer, and he has, um, I guess this is considered terminal cancer. Mm. This is, he, it's not He's not to the point of, like, near death yet, but he's like, I don't know. I might, my day's a number. I just don't know. It's not so bad where it's like, well, in the next month, but it's not so good where it's like, oh, yeah, you'll, they just don't know. Not and he said, shit, yeah. you know, right. And he's like, people's like, yo, because of your condition, do you have to be extra diligent and lock yourself in a bubble? He said, I feel quite the opposite. Like, I have to go out and do shit because I just don't know how much opportunities I have left to do stuff. Mm. Damn, that's an interesting take on things, man. Keith, have you heard? Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford to pay hospital bills a photographer who fell off the stage at the Super Bowl parade. Yeah, I heard him and the team are paying for it. Um, has the team paid for it? I know his him and his wife were going to pay for it at first, so maybe the team decided to throw a little bit more on because I believe she like she hurt her spine, if I'm not mistaken. That lady fell off the the stage. But um, did you feel it was fair the the the? Because I think what happened was he caught a lot of backlash because he's on the video. Where she goes viral and the part that the reason it went viral because of his reaction, it kind of looks like, all right, <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. But from what I hear, he actually went and asked for help. It just looks bad because he took a long sip of water. <laughs> so yeah. I think he's going to ask for help. But it's like, um, I definitely I think he felt some of the pressure from the, some of the backlash from that, like his reaction to that put pressure on him. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you think that's noble of him? You think he did it like because uh, just to get the, the heat off of him? Or, I mean, he does not. Of course, he did it to get the heat off of him. He didn't have to, but I think it's noble. I think he probably felt bad and he could afford it, so why not? Uh, his face reminded me, you remember the Do It Again video when Jay Z didn't have to go? Oh, he goes to the metal detector and it goes off. But <laughs> since he's VIP, they don't do nothing to him. But then there's that other dude on the floor who they got in the, in the fucking restraint because he his shit went off. Like he went off through the metal detector and Jay Z looks at him like, oh. And that's the face that Matthew Stafford had. Like it was like, oh. Wow! Like, that, like you can't believe what you're looking at. When you when and, you said Jay Z, um, yeah, I, I, I thought you were gonna reference the H to the Izzo video where the the chick drops the crystal bottle. <laughs> Jay Z <laughs> makes a face like, oh shit! Guess we gotta get her well, off that the face too. <laughs> that face too. 
Nah, it's 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 bad. But I but for, yeah, you're on video at all times, so it's like. If I see, I seen a kid, right? Matter of fact, a confession. I seen when it was really snowy. I saw like we were going to school, uh, walking my daughter's school bus, and one of the other kids that was walking the same school bus. I saw her coming out the, her crib, but her parents hadn't shoveled the, the snow yet or nothing like that. So she literally busted her ass down some steps, and then had to get up and like walk it off as if nobody seen it. And it's like I know I'm grown because I didn't laugh. I was like, ooh, ooh, shit. I was like, <laughs> like I, I was like, I even hit her with a UI. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, cause you don't, I'm just where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? I know a fall is like, if I fall, I'm like, oh shit, did anything serious get injured? And then it's like, all right, nothing serious injured. Now I can feel the pain of embarrassment. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's like that now. So now my mind is different. Whereas opposed to, you know, if I was a teenager, if I was in my twenties, I saw somebody fall, you know what I mean? You learn how to chuckle. You learn how to laugh. Yeah. Um, um, so I think Matthew Stafford, but I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's literally like, yo, did she just back off? The, like, like <laughs> did that shit really just happen? And it was like, yo, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. But it looks bad because his wife went towards it and he goes the opposite direction. But that's, that's yeah. still stand up for him to, you know what I'm saying, make that payment, man. Shout out Matthew Stafford. Uh, Keith, this is an interesting one, man. Um, have you heard uh, singer Smokey Robinson does not like the term African-American? Um, this was something that I saw come up. He did an interview with The View, and he um, he he wrote a poem actually a few years ago. Um, just speaking about the word black, it was kind of an ode to the to the word black and how it's been taken away from us. And um, you know, long story short, he said he just kind of resents the term African American. It feels like it 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 makes us as a lesser American. Um, I believe his quote was, "I resent being called African American because black people have contributed so much to the development of United the United States of America." Um. He also went on to say that, you know, like people that have fought wars, black people who fought wars for this America, uh, for this country have fought wars for America. They didn't do so for Timbuktu or Kenya. They spilled blood for Louisiana, Georgia and Alabama. Um, and he feels, you know, like they could, their actions and their um, contributions should be recognized. Um, and it's weird because I never really, I, you know, African-American always kind of seemed kind of proper to me. Right. And it always seemed good. I never really heard it weaponized until a few uh maybe months ago when Mitch McConnell used the term um, and saying that African-Americans vote at the same rate as, you know, regular Americans. So um, it, 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 it like, I don't know. It's how you feel about that term. Like, and how you like, are you offended by the term African-American? You think it's something that we should go back to the term black or um, is it just, I'm not offended by it, but I think I, I've, I've, um, so I work for a global company mm-hmm. and I work like my job requires me to, to, um, engage with people from other countries including black people and and my family and in-laws are all not both my family and my wife's family are um our lineage goes down from other countries down in the caribbean and our families are black okay so it, it was to say african-american doesn't totally um for me doesn't it feels like it excludes the parts of blackness that aren't, that wasn't like involved with American or slavery or, you know, stuff like that. Like my, my family, at least my family can't connect with the struggles, the American struggles of the seventies and sixties, right. Where people their age who were born and raised in America, they can. So when I think about just this term African-American, it lacks the, the globalness of the black experience and the black diaspora. So do I resent the term? No, because I understand what it means and I understand, you know, the, what it evolved from. Mm-hmm. However, I think in trying to correct it, we we kind of don't acknowledge enough blackness. And maybe that's not a issue for most people, most black people in America, because most of them are of American heritage. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's something very interesting. I thought I wanted to bring it up to you because it's like I never really thought about it, but yeah, like it's like you do kind of because I'm, I'm, I guess my parents are from Grenada, you know what I'm saying? So it'd be like, am I Grenadian American? Am I African American? I, I, you know, I'm sure I have ties to Africa if we go back far enough, but like within the mm-hmm. past two generations, it's like I, my ties to closer to Grenada than they are to Africa, which are two different parts of the world. So yeah, it's, it's definitely right. something interesting that um 
Yeah, I came across and I was like, yo, I got to bring that to the podcast. See how my man Keith feels about that. Um, I know we're getting tight on time, Keith, so I just want to get your reaction on one last thing, man. Um, have you heard, not only was Jay-Z involved in the deal um, that purchased Mitchell and Ness, along with, you know, Meek Mill, Maverick Carter, and um, Fanatics owner, uh, I forgot his name, uh, but definitely uh, they, they purchased uh, Mitchell and Ness, and Jay-Z became one of the minority owners in that. Not only was he on part of that deal, but he actually topped the highest paid hip-hop list um for 2021 um by earning 470 million and edging out uh number two kanye number three diddy number four drake and number five Wiz khalifa wow Wiz khalifa's number five that's crazy 45 million bro (laughs) 45 million in 2000 i haven't not heard of when's the last time you heard of Wiz khalifa song on the radio (laughs) yeah man man, that's that's phenomenal oh is it because it's cannabis stuff I would have to imagine it has to be a huge. He always made a lot of money off of merch, but I would have to imagine having his own strain of weed. Um, and make, yeah, maybe he's making money on the back end with that. Um, but yeah, that was I seen he he beat Travis Scott and he's right behind Drake. I'm like Wiz Khalifa. First of all, this whole list kind of looks like it's from 2016, like 2015. Like is Jay Z, Kanye West, Diddy, Drake, Wiz Khalifa, Travis Scott, Khaled, Eminem, J Cole, Birdman tied for number ten, bro. <laughs> and fucking but with Doja Cat and Tech Nine. Like Doja Cat's the only new name really in there. Doja Cat, that's that's a, a that's a surprise to me. I know she has a hit radio, but a hit radio doesn't always equate to being one of the top earners. Yeah, she right? writes so, she writes her own music too, I, the, I believe. I, okay. The 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 I think the story you led with the whole Jay-Z and all that, that shit doesn't surprise me. He he's a uh to me, he's a venture capitalist now. He's a, mm-hmm. a, the truest form of a businessman at this point, more than he is a rapper. Like True. rapping, rapping is just, I call it liquor and weed money. He probably doesn't partake, but like as far as like, this is what I put on the side for partying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the other shit, like that's my real thing. And, um, but the big story is that Wiz Khalifa was number, number five. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's ahead of Travis million. Scott. Like that, that is, that is big to me. I'm not surprised by Kanye West. I'd probably say I'm surprised that he's not number one, but, uh, and Pharrell, you said, is Pharrell on that list? No, Pharrell did not make the top 10. I mean, he's also well, on the see, list, like, he didn't make the top 10. He didn't make the top 10. So Doja Cat's in the top 10, Wiz Khalifa's number five. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's the story. So yeah. no, I have not heard that. <laughs> Yo, bro, I, and then, I'm a Wiz Khalifa fan from way back, bro. And I actually, I just downloaded his new album with uh, Juicy J. But I'm like, is the I, to me, I'm thinking like this is like a, like we were saying earlier, like a niche market. Like I'm I'm listening to this. I'm not thinking that you know, and maybe not. Maybe a lot of people aren't listening to it. But he's making 45 in 2021 in pandemic. <laughs> like I'm just I'm like here scratching like my head. Like I definitely I'm gonna get back to y'all because like I said, we tight on time. But I'm gonna get back to y'all on where the hell Wiz Khalifa's money coming from. I have to believe. I have to believe it has to be a ton of like weed money, bro. <laughs> I have I can't imagine like what else it's, it's coming from. It just which is dope because he actually made his name off of rapping about weed, <laughs> and now he's actually legally selling it. So I think that's that we just that's the beautiful story right there, man. And that's where we have to end this episode today, Keith. Um, always a pleasure doing an episode episode with you, brother. Um, where can people find you at on social media, man? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Nice, nice. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, uh, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, also, check me out on Twitter, man, at DJ Playboy right there on Twitter. Um, every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on our website, perfecttalkpodcast.com, um, along with my radio show, The Night Shift, which we're getting right back to it in 2022. And also my uh, radio show that I do with my brother DJ show, Money Talks Radio. So check that out. Every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast, also available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever you find your favorite podcast. So leave a rating, leave a review, um, you know, let us know what you, what you like, what you don't like, what we could change, and we're going to keep doing this thing for y'all, man. Uh, Keith, I usually around this time ask you what you are watching on television, but I, I want to know what is your opinion of the Kanye documentary? Uh, I believe it's called Genius, right? Um, yeah. So far. Uh, well, the, the, all three episodes have, have aired on Netflix. I know okay. a bunch of people that have seen it at the the um, what was that Phil Fest, the Sun, whatever the, the shit is, Sundance. Um, Sundance, yeah. I, I think it was it was fire. It was fire. I, I wonder, people, like if you don't know who Kanye West is, or maybe you, 
um, only know like the past ten years of his career versus the first ten years, okay. um, or the, the you know the first fifteen years or whatever it is, like what you what they feel about it. Like for me, it was like it was as if someone like well, firstly, it was like a, a through the wire documentary. Like it was made to last, like maybe go through like the first five to ten years of his career, but mm-hmm. it ended up. I guess the, the the footage just ended up sitting there and like the dude said, all right, well, maybe it's ready now. And that's what he did. So that's what it felt like. like if this was the, the documentary I wanted to see in 2008. But, and then the, the episode three might be like an epilogue to it. Like, hey guys, let me update you on this. But nah, they released it all at the same time. So now it was real cool because now it's seen, it's footage from back then, but now looked at through the lens of the present. And I could tell that the the filmmaker did did it like that. Um, Cootie and Chike, mm-hmm. uh, those dudes, they produced the Cootie's th- actually they, they directed the uh, the through the wire video, if I'm not mistaken, right? They direct, yeah, they did it through the wire. So a lot of the footage, all the footage there was from them. Okay, like the joint with the lady, like they showed the actual. It, that's why, like, if if you were around, if you're a millennial and you are a Kanye fan, like they had the 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 lady in the chicken spot who was dancing. <laughs> like, oh, the video's coming out. Like, you know, the cats probably thought it was just some random clip. Like, nah, they was really in there. And, like, Kanye's like, yo, I'm going to be a big deal. And she's like, oh, word, yeah. And, like, humoring him. And she's like, oh, can I hold $5? <laughs> like, that, that's, that was cool. That's like so, the, without an arm, I spit. Without an arm, I spit. <laughs> they showed well, that. Uh, they showed the, that. Like, they showed the whole thing without out of arm, I spit. But, like, not just that part. Like, they showed the whole car ride mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all that shit, talking to D-Ray about what. The whole shit is gonna be so. I think that it, it was it was just cool. You know what it's like. Like you probably remember your first birthday party and probably in bits and pieces, probably some dance contest and like some legendary uh, musical chairs thing. But then if you got right now to look at the tape of your parents planning it mm-hmm. and uh, how you reacted to certain shit and your disappointments from that day and how mm-hmm. impatient you were getting shopping the day before because they, they had you in the shopping cart and you're like, I want cereal. Like, no, we got to buy all this like chicken and seasoning and shit. You freaking the fuck out. And you looking at that shit and be like, wow. That's how it felt. It felt like, wow, like Kanye, man, everything to me at the time. So to see the behind the scenes shit, it was crazy with a little touch of shit that means something present day. So for instance, they had... The R. Kelly did an interview back then because I think I can't remember what which of the trials he went through back then, but like, mm-hmm. but basically them looking at it while playing pool. But this is mm. like in two thousand two or three or something like that. Okay, and I could tell he put a little extra, like a one or two extra seconds on that, and just let that 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 clip breathe a little bit, just because what it means. So it means so much right now. Or mm-hmm. they just had Beyonce. Beyonce was just hanging. I forgot. Uh, I think it was. I forgot what was the big tour when the when they Kanye's Chaining Day. Okay. I forgot what tour they were they were on. But basically, like the, black the camera was the just. Black album, I think. Was it before the black album? Black Whatever album. album that was. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It might have been for the the Blueprint Two, and maybe that was before the black. I can't remember what it was. But okay. basically, they were just going through the hallway. Mad famous people there, just chilling. But when we talk about famous people in anything. We, it's not just those super famous people like you know at that time let's say time let's say Jay-Z and Eminem was in the hallway but then you'll also have like random people like Chameleon there might be just in there cause like mm-hmm. he's famous but maybe he's not quite Jay-Z so they just had Beyonce just there and jeans and a tank top like it was just like Beyonce was Beyonce but it was Beyonce wasn't Beyonce she wasn't B, B yeah, right? yeah, yeah so it was crazy to just see her there just standing amongst common folks just just you could look at her and see she's soaking in all the star power. Like, wow. Oh, look over there. I can't remember who was there. I'm just name random. Like, oh, Diddy's. Oh, shit. Oh, who's? Oh, Tweet is just hanging out over there. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So and that was, was such a, was a, cool a pivotal time in like our, our hip-hop passion. Like, we, we went to Kanye concerts back then. Like, I remember going to your, your campus to see Kanye perform. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so it was... it was it, We actually, like, have such a close connection to that time because that... I don't know. It's like our formidable years, right? Like this, I, 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 I've actually separate my music memory to like what level of school I was in at the time. And Kanye falls into that college, them college years where they were incredible years. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, and, and he he told our story like he he was literally <laughs> the soundtrack to our days. Like uh, you know, if my manager insults me again, I was terrible at my jobs back then, but I had to work for some little some some of my cash to to cop academics hoodies. And <laughs> when he say, "Yo, if my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him." After I fucked the manager up, like this is shit that. Maybe I didn't do, but it was like, yo, you dreamed of this shit. But man, this nigga tell me one more time that I'm just a late goofball. I'm going to slap him. And then, you know, I'm going to just raid the register. That's what I'm going to do. And he sang that shit. And but so that's that's the first two episodes. That's the, the feeling. But then the last episode is about current day Kanye. Mm. And uh, the just the contrast of like a lot of the, the, the craziness you see now is there before. Like you saw like but it wasn't like this. like it was now it's out of control mm-hmm. and uh and then just you know they go through the death the death of his mom and shit like that and if you're a Kanye fan or if you were at any point in your life a Kanye fan this documentary like it touches you in a certain way and I don't know if I would recommend it to somebody who doesn't know Kanye cuz I don't know if it's good through that lens I just know it hit me hard yeah. now, I love the documentary no, no, no. I, I myself have not checked it out yet, but I was like, I definitely got to talk to Keith about this because I know you you probably share the exact, you know what I'm saying, sentiments that I'll have for it. Like, so definitely uh, based off your recommendation, man, I'm going to check it out. You know something interesting too from that? Like, even before this documentary dropped, I heard D-Ray was tight because he's like, yo, Kanye didn't give him the uh, like the credit on the album for the Bernie Mac impersonations. And he's like, yo, that would have... crazy. T- yeah, that would have took my career to another place. Like, I believe now he might on... Spotify or maybe Tidal, they might actually say featuring D-Ray, but I don't think it's on all platforms. And I, I can yeah, totally understand. I, mean, I can understand why he's tight. No, I mean, that wasn't uncommon, though, back then to the tons of comedians. Was I don't remember. Like, I guess you have to be humongous for to get that credit. I guess maybe because Shawtown love, Kanye could have thrown, thrown him some love. But at the time, just off of memory, and I don't know if this is true, I would have to research it, but like only like a Chris Rock might get mentioned. Mm-hmm. If he did a, a skit on somebody's album, but like Mad, you know, Cat Williams might have came through and lent his voice to something. Nobody says, "Oh, well, look, this is the Cat Williams joint." Idris um, Alba did. Yeah, uh, he did the American Gangster intro, and I didn't realize it until like years later when it got on streaming. It says now it says featuring Idris Alba, but when I heard it, I didn't know at the time, and I don't believe the CD said it on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, you might not get your credit, but it's. it's I don't think that's and that's not on Kanye. Like you know what I mean? I'm sure he has a lot of pull and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But he was under Def Jam. He was on the Rockefeller. He's just trying to get his shit out. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I would say one thing, one last thing about this. The one thing that first that threw me off was that this is supposed to be a Kanye. Well, firstly, the, I did I didn't watch the documentary at first because I thought it was just going to be some tabloidy Kardashian type. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I realized, like, this is this is actually his man's, and it was, like, actual footage from back then, so I watched it. But then, like, the director, Cootie, would, he put himself in it a lot. But at the end of it, I see why, because, like, he needs to tie the story, and I feel like he's the glue to the story through all these years, because this is all just clips. He's not interviewing nobody, like, saying, oh, what do you think about Kanye back then? No, nah, it's just straight-up clips, and he's narrating it. So I see why he did it, and looking back, and to me, it makes him more powerful. Like, look, the reason I'm putting this shit out—that was my man's. Like that, the whole purpose of me being in the room, like that was my man's, and this is what he meant to my life. And like, parallel in his life, there's not too much of him, but every now and then he would check in. Like, this is the point of life I, I was at. This is what Kanye was doing. He hit me up, and this is where you know. Are they still when cool? I went there. This is where I was coming from. Uh, I guess so. He went to. He was in Wyoming. He mm-hmm. invited him to Wyoming. So. I guess okay. cool is relative, right? Because like yeah, yeah. Rhyme Fest is in the video in in, in um the joint, but I, I remember you know within the last five years Rhyme Fest saying Kanye's wilding out there, but I think that I think Kanye knows that he's wilding. He doesn't get offended when some of his friends say he's wilding. I guess yeah, except yeah. a few uh, he didn't say. Depends on the friend, yeah. It depends what he did for them. I, I guess it depends on a friend. I, he might still be friends with John Legend, but he said John Legend, you know. In effect, he said John Legend's out there cooning. He said crazy shit about Big Sean, like the day after he saw him. Like it was, you know. But yeah, just watch it, man. We could have did a whole segment podcast on that. <laughs> the motherfucking Kanye. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Um, definitely, thank you for your, your your outlook on that, man. And I was looking it up. It looks like Wiz Khalifa makes a lot of money off of YouTube, bro. Like, 
<laughs> so I'm imagining a lot of for merch and a lot of for YouTube. But that's shout out to Wiz, shout out to Kanye, shout out to everybody out there doing it big, man. Um, I usually say, you know, wear your mask and be nice, but you ain't got to wear them no more. So just stay safe. <laughs> Protect yourself. Word. Do what you got to do. You know what I mean? And if you feel sick, stay your ass home. <laughs> Keith, uh, say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.